1: This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Join the conversation now by texting Scott in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812.
2: Good afternoon ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. It's great to be with you, and Merry Christmas. It's Christmas movie time along with everything else at Christmas time. What's your favorite Christmas movie. Well, I'm going to introduce you to one that I would encourage you to watch. It's on Salem Now. Salem is the parent company of this program. And you can go to SalemNow.com or go to your app store and find the Salem Now app and get it right there. And I have a special guest with us who is the star of this show. My guest is Jen Gotson. She is the creator and star of the hit family Christmas comedy movie, The Farmer and the Bell, Saving Santa Land. And Jen is a woman after God's own heart. She's used her talents to portray historical characters and two Oscar-nominated movies, uh, winning acting awards for her work in My Daddy is in Heaven and Forgiven, which trended on Netflix a while ago. And uh, she is the star and creator, as I said, of The Farmer and the Bell, Saving Santa Land. You can find that at Salem Now. And uh, if you don't have the Salem Now app, just look for it, Salem Now. You can watch it on your Roku TV and everything. And there's a lot more. And the, included with the, the movie is a documentary that she did called What is True Beauty? And that is the theme of the movie. Jen, welcome to Southern California, live.
0: Well, Scott, I'm so excited to be here and visiting with you and
2: and your listeners. Well, we're glad to have you here. And uh, what are you doing for Christmas? You're living uh, you live in the New York area. You're in uh, in Georgia, maybe as we speak. You're spending Christmas in Georgia down there at Santa Land, which is where your movie is set. <laughs>
0: It's so great that you say that because I'm literally looking at Santa land as I stand <laughs> on my in-law's back porch. True story. And, uh, well, you know, some of our Christmas traditions here in the Chandler family, they do Christmas waffles. And uh, so we did those on up the other day. And then when I go home with my husband and our baby to New York, we celebrate a Polish Christmas that we mm. call the Vigelia. And it's filled with beautiful Christian traditions where we lay hay down underneath the tablecloth and we reenact the nativity. And my Aunt Rosie, who's now 80, she she's the lead angel and the director, and she passes out all these costumes. And (laughs) we just have good Polish pierogies and sausage and, you know— Those are some of our special traditions that we do every Christmas
2: year. Those are great, great traditions. Um, And, uh, you know, waffles are amazing. I'm sure that uh, Jesus secretly served those to the disciples. I always think he did stuff like that, right? (laughs) And probably some pierogi as well.
0: Yes. The tip with waffles is you actually use egg whites and you meringue the egg whites. So you whip those mama jones up until they're super stiff. You then fold them in the batter, and it gives you the most airy, Delicious taste um, I, I, any human has ever experienced with a waffle.
2: Well, that's the trick. All right, I'm gonna I'm writing that down here because uh, I my kids will beg me for uh, daddy waffles, and uh, I try to throw Ooh. in some different things. So that's a good tradition. Well, I'm glad that sounds like a lot of fun. And you've got uh, baby James with you, who is uh, two.
0: He is, and you know, he just started to sing "Jingle Bells." Uh, we did a showing of "The Farmer in the Bell Saving Santa land at my hometown theater in Northampton, Pennsylvania, and it's one of those historical theaters where people have to wait outside the door before going in. And we sang "Jingle Bells," and he gave out candy canes, and it was the most cutest thing. Of course, he had to eat the candy cane. So his gloves were sticky, so some of the candy (laughs) canes were sticking to his little (laughs) mitts, because in in Pennsylvania it's cold, unlike where we used to live out in California. Yeah, here in
2: Southern California. What do you mean? It's cold? It's like 58 degrees today. We're dying.
0: You know, it's 57 here. It's cold. Wow! <laughs> in Chickamauga, Georgia.
2: That's right. Well, hey, you know what? There's a a new film that is called "The Farmer and the Bell: Saving Santa Land" that you produce and you star in it, and uh, it's based on a, a true story. Where did this idea come from?
0: Yes, I was modeling in China in a an abuse campaign, and um, I was just dating my husband now my my husband Jim, and I came to his family's farm and. Well, they had pigs, hogs, chickens, goats, mm-hmm. cows, and I've never been around a livestock like this before. And um, I was going through um, some woundedness uh, coming out of a relationship that ended in
3: mm.
0: in a lot of pain, just as a lot of relationships when someone ends. And uh, I struggled with my worth and my value and that lie that I believed that I wasn't valuable enough is an echo that happened when I was a teenager. Mm -hmm. And after going through lots of seeking out God's Word and reading the Bible to understand that our body and soul are marvelously made and that we are God's masterpiece, I wanted to be able to bring that message. and. And helps so many other women and girls. And so I said, "What do women and girls like watching?" And I said, "They like watching Christmas movies." Right. So I said to Jim, "I said let's make a Christmas movie." And 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 then God started giving me this word, "The Farmer and the Bell." The Farmer and the Bell, and then it changed the title. And so we literally have recreated reenactments of our hilarity in our life here at the farm, and the message that's woven through the story. Is depicted from how God has brought me to freedom in my identity, which now I want to help so many others who I think, you know might feel worthless.
2: Yeah, I think that is so important. You use the term value and uh, or or the opposite of, of worthlessness, and that is how people feel. You're coming at it from being in uh, a model, being in the movie business, being somebody who has to be seen. And there's just incredible pressure in your life and you've you found though that everybody's dealing with that especially the younger girls yeah.
0: we researched um, with a lot of psychologists and therapists and did a lot of data and it's 90% of women and it starts at age five hmm. where somehow in our DNA how God created us yeah. we look at an image and that image Creates a subjection in our mind of what we need to look like. And so when we look in the mirror, if we don't see what we see in that image we now see on social media, growing up, I saw them on billboards and magazines. We say, wow, man, as you're older, I'm aging out, man, look at these lines, look at these sags. As you're younger, look at this acne. Boy, my nose isn't right, my eyes aren't big enough, my hair isn't the right color, my body isn't the right shape. And so now social media has created these filters where um, us older women are adding, you know, filters to smooth out lines and smooth out skin. And younger kids are creating images that don't even look like them. Hmm. But that's the way that when you put a pretty image out, you get hearts and likes and good comments. And then that creates endorphins. And what we realized, Scott, it creates an electricity in the brain, and that electricity creates this excitement that feels good. So we want more of that. And then when you don't get it, it does the reverse. And that's why we've seen so many more depressions and suicide and bullying more since we've ever seen since social media has entered into the scene.
2: I think what it's, so it's done psychological is it's made...
0: thing happening.
2: Yeah, it's made everybody, um, in a way, like... Uh, they have, a, they have a profile where they have to be seen, just like we said about you being a, a model or an actress. Now everybody kind of has that, and they have an ability to put themselves out there, and it's tough, isn't it?
4: Yeah. It, it,
0: you know, I think when we, we focus on what is beauty, and inner beauty is who God created us to be. And so if we identify what is a unique gift, that we were given. And if we can give that gift with joy, the joy that's resounding, that joy is more attractive than actually having the perfect look. And if you go into a crowd and you see someone who's so joyous and humorous and full of life, the crowd is attracted to that person Mm. versus the supermodel that comes in where people might look, But the attraction, you want to be around someone who is warm. And so if we could take that and use that on social media as a way to give to someone, whatever that gift is, like it might be singing, it might be creating recipes, it might be, you know, having a hobby that you post. Those are the things that are actually life-giving. And I think that could be a good way that social media can be used. Um, in a healthy way to, you know, when you're seen.
2: Yeah, I think that is great advice. You're listening to Southern California Live. My guest is Jen Gotson. She's the creator and star of the hit family Christmas comedy movie, The Farmer and the Bell, Saving Santa Land. You can see that now on Salem Now. And uh, also attached to this movie is a documentary about beauty that you narrate, Jen, and uh, I thought it was very good. I think it's something that as families are hearing this and they're thinking about we're going to have family time, we're going to watch a Christmas movie. When you watch this movie, you'll enjoy the movie with your family, especially if you've got kids. There's a lot of fun stuff in it. But don't skip the documentary that is attached to it uh, called What is True Beauty. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
4: Oh, great! I am
0: so excited by it. So uh, we talked a little bit about some of the pearls of wisdom um, with how do we overcome these lies. Women feel I'm ugly, I'm worthless, no one will ever love me, and that's the common record that we hear in our brain. Uh, and so, what we did was we interviewed a lot of the stars of our movie, like John Schneider, and he starts talking about this is what beauty is to me. Yeah. I want someone who's bold and direct. Right. He doesn't talk about, I want someone who's got a cute hairstyle. He's talking about the character. And like Corbin Burson is saying the same thing. He's like, you know, back in the day it was Twiggy, but it's not Twiggy now. It's about the character of the, who you are on the inside. And so I think the documentary starts to break down this facade that women believe because we have, um, you know, people that we look up to in the industry speaking truth. And then we go into research from Varna in the data and we talk to some psychologists. And then I do prayer-filled exercises where I literally take you on a, on a journey to say, okay, so I get it,
3: mm-hmm. but
0: how do I live it? So I take you through exercises on really how do you be transformed by renewing your mind? And, and we activate prayer and yeah, it's, I think it's a it's a pretty precious gift, and it's only, Scott, it's only available on Salem Now. We're so excited about Salem Now. They are an amazing, uh, amazing platform that only has value-filled content, documentaries, and movies. And we're just so excited to partner with them exclusively this season. So when you buy The Farmer in the Bell Saving Santa Land or rent it, you you don't have to have a subscription. You could just go in and enjoy it, and then you get the gift. What is True Beauty as a free gift that we give to all of, uh, the audiences for, for coming on to Salem Now.
2: Yeah, if you don't have Salem Now, just go to SalemNow.com, or if you have a uh, smart TV, just go to your, what, I guess you call it an app store on your TV, and uh, get Salem Now. And the movie uh, is called The Farmer and the Bell, Saving Santa Land. And the movie itself has the same theme about what is beauty. Tell us a little bit about how you wove that into this film.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, it is a fun Me slapping, Pearl's Wisdom. And so it starts with Grammy, who's played by Sandra Lafferty. You might know her from Walk the Line as June Carter's mom. Mm. And she gives me, when I'm a little girl, this bracelet. And she tells me, beauty is on the inside. I want you to wear this. Well, she's so excited. She goes to Santa Land, which is this Christmas farm, and she meets her pen pal. And, well, the pen pal says, let me take some pictures of you because she wants to be a fashion model and a pig farmer. And, well, she falls in the pig slop, and she gets haha and boo-booed, and she lost her bracelet. Fast forward, she believes the lie that she needs to be pretty to be loved. And now she's at the end of her career, and she's in New York City in a in a commercial shoot with a horse in a pink onesie. She's wearing a pink onesie in front of the Flatiron building. All mayhem breaks loose. It's the worst commercial you could ever imagine. And her agent, played by Robert Amaya from Courageous, are sneaking, he says, honey, you're aging out. And so she says, I need to find that bracelet. So she decides to go back to her Childhood Christmas farm, Santa Land, to look for it. And she rekindles that spark with her pen pal, Jim, um, the farmer who's played by my husband, Jimmy Chandler. And together they learn what true beauty is. And so she decides to use what she learned to save Santa Land. And so she may or may not find her bracelet. She may or may not put. Santa hats on pigs. She may or may not get attacked by a goat or a chicken or licked by a cow. And it's all fun and games. The Farmer and the Bell Saving Santa Land.
2: All right. Well, I, I watched the film, and uh, it is something that I think would be fun for uh, you to watch, uh, listeners, with your family. And, um, you know, um, there's more to The Farmer and the Bell. And so what's next for this story, these characters, uh, and for what you're doing with them? Well,
0: We're making a sequel, Scott and um, Bob. Signs our writer. He currently writes for a lot of uh, GAC and Hallmark and Lifetime movies. Mm -hmm. And well, first line of the Farmer in the Belt. All of our jewelry, our books, um, all of our content is all about inner beauty. Our second line is all about how to have a fulfilling marriage. And so the backdrop is a rodeo. They inherit the Santa Land farm, and they have to keep it alive. But enrollment is love, so they do a marriage challenge. Who could bring more enrollees? And well, Farmer decides to be the oldest bull rider on the circuit as a publicity stunt. And uh, well, that goes to wreck. And then they realize what really needs to be saved is their marriage. And through that journey, they learn that love and respect with God as your center is what will keep your marriage
2: healthy. Oh, ah, well, that's cool. So that's coming up soon. And with, you know, with uh, the farmer and the bell, something I think that's interesting is throughout the film, there are certain uh, tools that are helpful, books that are helpful to the characters and particularly the bracelet uh, that's there. And there's a way for you to actually get these, these items. And especially, I think the bracelet might be something very, very helpful, especially if you have a young girl. How do we get those?
5: Yeah,
0: we... Um on our website, thefarmerinthebell.net forward slash shop. Yeah. And if you're driving and you're like, oh, what is that? Just think of the nursery room, The Farmer and the Bell. Think of Bell, Beauty and the Beast, The Farmer and the Bell. Search that. And then you'll find our website. Uh, we top search results and hit the shop page. We have a new sale that we're doing, um, specifically partnering with Salem. Um, we have a new young adult book that just released. Actually, Scott? It released yesterday, and it's called Beauty and Likes, Experiencing God's Truth About Your Looks, and it's paired with that bracelet. And there, the bracelet is a Tiffany-styled chain, um, adjustable, and the heart, the last charm, dangles in the palm of your hand, so you could grasp on as if you're grasping on, to the love of Jesus. And um, each inscription is explained in the book, so you can understand what it actually means when God tells us that we are his magnificent masterpiece.
2: And the the inscriptions. The the bracelet has uh, five little things uh, coming off, of little ringlets. I don't know what those are called, but uh, there must be a name for that, technically speaking, right? Um, yeah,
0: <laughs> the but, coin size, the coin smooth size charms with charms. five engravings on the front, and right. then a scripture on the back.
2: All right, and uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. So it's got the uh, the scripture on the back. So I think parents need should know that it's got the scripture there, and it's got on the other side just a very simple sort of title about your your value and what that scripture means. I think it's a great reminder uh, to your your girls or maybe even you uh, about who you are in Christ and uh, that you're loved, that you have value in him. I think it's a a great, uh, unique connection to this film.
0: Amen. And, you know, we know in Romans it tells you we're transformed by the renewing of our mind. And so there are five charms. Um, The first charm is about our physical appearance. The second charm is about... Where that lie began and how do we overcome it? The third is about being a joyful giver, using those gifts to serve others. The fourth is about our calling. When we are living in obedience to our calling, there is a confidence that is so beautiful. And then what we realize is at the end of the day, people want to feel beautiful because they want to feel loved. So if we could really have a paradigm transition in our mind that we could get our love from Jesus... And that's why we grasp that heart that dangles into our hand, so it holds on to Jesus. And each charm um, is inscribed, like the one about looks. It says, I am valuable, magnificent masterpiece, beautiful, made by God. And on the back it says, my body and soul are marvelously made, which is our psalms, one of our favorite psalms first. So when we say that over ourself, when we're feeling some kind of way, it's, Stops that lie and it changes the record in our mind, and we start to come out of it and find freedom. And I'll always remember I was on a red carpet, and man, I don't know what to wear on the red carpet. I was feeling really dumb, really <laughs> stupid, and I was doing the smile thing, which I could smile. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, and then I heard God say, "Who do I tell you you are? You know this. Say." And so in my mind, Scott, I started to say, "I am valuable." I am God's magnificent masterpiece. I'm beautiful. And I started to repeat that. The photographers literally saw a transformation in the physical cadence of my body and my face mm. that they called me back and they asked me to do additional photos on a red carpet, because they saw a transition. And so that's when I said, "Whoa, that really works. And man, I could help so many women if they could just say in their mind, when they're feeling they're struggling, if you could just say, I'm valuable. Um, God's magne- magnificent masterpiece. Even even that will help stop that negative lie. Yeah. and start to bring some freedom and worth.
2: Well, I think I think that's really great, and I appreciate and and I thank you for what you're doing. And so that our listeners know, the slash shop is the website with these items, and it's Bell B E L L E. And, uh, the farmer and the net, And the movie is called The Farmer and the Bell, Saving Santa Land. And that's available at Salem Now. If you don't have the Salem app or don't have Salem on your TV, just go to SalemNow.com or your app store and get the Salem app. And uh, you can log in and get that. And along with that is the documentary, What is True Beauty, which I highly recommend that you watch with your family. Um, Jen Gotson is my guest. And, Jen, thank you so much for being with us on Southern California Live.
0: What a joy. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, Scott, and Merry Christmas to your two boys.
2: Uh, Merry Christmas to you and uh, your, your husband and uh, baby James. Baby James. All right. I hope you enjoy the waffles and the pierogi and everything else. It sounds like a great Christmas coming up.
0: <laughs>
2: Amen. God bless, right. God bless you. Goodbye. God bless you. And by the way, you can follow Jen Gotson online and social media on Instagram and Facebook. She is simply at Jen Gotson. It's Jen with two N's, J-E-N-N, and Gotson G-O-T-Z-O-N. Go ahead and give her a follow on Facebook and Instagram. It's very positive and very good stuff. All right, when we get back, we're going to ask this question. What is your favorite Christmas movie? Give us a call, 888-528-2557. You can call right now, 888-528-2557. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. I'll be back as the Wednesday edition continues.
1: This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Text Scott right now in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812.
4: Santa's coming to town.
1: Santa!
4: Oh, my God! This is Christmas, the season of perpetual hope. We are Santa's Building
3: to Too Tinsel? Not just for decoration.
1: Look what you did, you little jerk.
4: If you look for it, I've got a sneaky feeling you'll find that love actually is all around.
1: This is a full-blown four-alarm holiday emergency here.
2: Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live. Question for you. What is your favorite Christmas movie eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. I want to know. I think you should share with the world. What do you think the best Christmas movie is? What's your favorite? Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven is the number. And we'll go to. Is it Beach, Beach, and Ventura? Yeah,
4: that's
2: me. Hi. Hi, Beach. How are you?
4: I'm very good, thank you. How
2: are you? I'm doing great. What's your favorite Christmas movie?
4: The Christmas carols are my favorites. All the Christmas carols, Scrooge. My favorite is probably Alistair Sim, the old one from the '30s. But mm. you know what? The Muppets Christmas Carol is awesome too.
2: The Muppet one is pretty good. I gotta say, it actually is. Uh, yeah, yeah,
4: and uh, the Jim Carrey one is good too. The cartoon that came out a couple of years ago—that's pretty well done. Yep,
2: yeah, we watched that uh, recently. We kind of do a thing in our family where we watch all the different versions, and uh, we do
4: too. Yeah. yeah.
2: Have you have you read the book?
4: Absolutely, several times.
2: Yeah, the book's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Um, I it is. He
4: was quite quite the
2: writer. He was. He was, and it's. Uh, it, it doesn't take long to get used to how he writes. So I would say go read it. Short read. All right, you Reeves. Bet. Thank you very much for sharing that Christmas Carol. The number is eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. What is your favorite Christmas movie? Do you have one? Do you have any Christmas movie traditions? Uh, we've got some. I mentioned the Vige mentioned the Christmas Carol. It really is a great, a great story, and you know if you if you read it, it's got some good lessons in it. It's it's funny right from the outset. Uh, there's a whole discussion right at the beginning of the book about uh, Marley. I think it begin. I think the book begins. This is off the top of my head, but I think it begins with the phrase "Marley is dead" to begin with. And it talks about how he's deader than a doornail. You've probably heard that expression. And there's a whole discussion about why it's a doornail. And it's pretty funny. And it's enjoyable. The characters are great. And then when you watch the movies, you kind of see you know what they're about. Some of them are good. Some of them uh, you know could have been better. Um, George C. Scott, the actor who played uh, Patton, uh, maybe you're mostly familiar for that old movie. Um, he's great as Scrooge. I thought he might be actually the, the best portrayal of Scrooge. Uh, such a good good movie and good good story. What's your favorite Christmas movie? Do you have a Christmas tradition with the movies that uh you watch this time of year? 888-528-2557. Thought we'd have some fun with it and uh and really talk about that. We're we getting close. What are we uh say's the fourteenth. Does that mean there's ten days until Christmas or is it eleven? Like does the twenty fifth count so it's the fourteenth. Is that eleven days before Christmas or is it just ten days? before christmas i suppose that depends on whether or not you're you're doing any shopping or uh whatever it is that you do uh with all of that 8885282557 is the number there's a whole lot of christmas movies there's there's some controversy in the whole christmas movie discussion uh you know is is die hard a christmas movie the old bruce willis movie with uh, a die hard that is uh one that many people today think uh, might actually be a Christmas movie. Let's go to uh, Brian in Glendora. Welcome to Southern California Live. Hi, how are you? I'm good, Brian. What's your favorite Christmas movie? A Christmas Story. A uh, Christmas Story. All right, what do you What do you like about that one?
1: I just love the Red Ryder BB gun. He has to have it, and, you know, he knows he's going to shoot his eye out at some point, and right. he certainly does. <laughs>
2: I think everybody knows that whole idea of you'll shoot your eye out, kid.
1: Oh, I watched that movie probably ten times every year before Christmas. I can't get enough of it.
2: Did you have a BB gun when you were a kid? Oh, of course. Yeah, did you uh, shoot? Did you shoot your eye out?
1: No, but my brothers and I we had BB gun wars with them. We probably should (laughs) have.
2: Right, I was about to. My next question was going to be: Now, what did you do with your BB gun that you didn't want mom to know about?
1: Yeah, we shot each other, but, you know, right. it, was,
2: it was all in fun. Yeah, as long as you don't hit each other in the eyeball, you know. <laughs> uh, kids that's, do that's... not shoot each other with the uh, the BB guns. No, just, just, no please don't. <laughs> it is. People do shoot their eye out. All right, uh, Brian, thanks so much for for adding that. A Christmas story, you know, uh, I saw that in the theater with my family, and uh, I didn't really want to go see it, but uh, I loved it afterward. But one of the things I love about it the most is my dad, you know, my parents grew up in that era, right? So... 1940s, uh, where I think that movie is set. That's where they grew up. And my dad laughed so hard at the father in that movie. The dad in that movie reminded him of his dad. You know, the dad would – they didn't have the bad language in the movie, but he would kind of go – and the whole idea is that he was just cursing – uh the uh, the boiler downstairs and the heater in the house. And my dad said that his dad was the same way, that he'd go down the basement and the the boiler would blow up and he would be so upset and just uh, shooting out all these words and everything while he's trying to fix it. So he related to it. I think that's a big thing about some Christmas movies that in any movie probably that we just relate to it. And maybe that's why we have a different favorite of the different movies. eight 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 five two eight two five five seven 528 2557 uh, Dave in Culver City, welcome to Southern California Live. David, I'll put Hi. you... Go ahead. Hi, I'm here. Uh, yeah,
4: uh, I have uh, the Polar Express.
2: Oh, you like the Polar oh, Express, right.
4: Movie. It had great photography. It had a great feeling. It, great for the kids. And it had animation with children that was just spectacular. I'll never forget it. And it leaves you with a nice, healthy look on life. It's, it's very, very
2: positive. A f- I love it. Fun movie, okay. fun movie for kids. And, uh, you know, there's various places. Thanks for calling, David. I, there's various places where they have old trains. And out in, uh, if you're listening in San Diego, all the way down by the border, but way out in, uh, I'm forgetting the name of the town. There's an old train line that they actually do this Polar Express, it's like an hour drive out there. So you're, you're way, way out there uh, in East County. And we've done that before with the kids. You go out there and freeze to death, but you're in the middle of this old ra- railroad station. You get on an old train, and they've done a whole thing with that. And you get on the train, it actually moves. And then you you go, I don't know how many miles, and then uh, there's Santa Claus out there and all of that. And they kind of do that with the story, kind of something uh, uh, fun to do if you're looking for a place to drive for an hour and uh, go do that. I've seen that in different places around the country. 888-528-2557, what is your favorite Christmas movie 8885282557 is the number. Uh Maryland in uh, San Diego. Hi,
5: um I really like the movie A Tree Grows in Brooklyn. It's not about um a Christmas tree, but there is a large segment of the movie about Christmas Eve. And this family in New York City, desperately poor, uh it's Christmas Eve, there's no way they could have afforded a Christmas tree. The two young children in the family uh they go out it's snowing, and um this man who sells Christmas trees, you know everyone else has bought their trees and and uh, he's just got some leftovers and The deal is uh if you can hold on to a tree that he throws at you, then you get to keep it so the little brother and sister stand there determined staunchly, and he throws a tree at him and by golly they get to keep it and they drag it home and it's just a really beautifully done movie it's it's very touching and very moving and i'd say that's my favorite christmas
2: movie Uh, that one's good i've never seen that before so i'm going to go check that out now uh from 1945 Uh, so it's been around a while
5: yeah and it won some academy awards and later in the movie there's a Conversation between the father and daughter on Christmas Eve. It's late at night, it's snowing, and there's carols playing in the background. And it's just uh, really, you know, a very touching, uh, sentimental, I say, wonderfully done movie. So I think uh, you would really
2: like it. All right, I will check it out. Thank you, uh, Marilyn from San Diego. Uh, favorite Christmas movie: eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. Daniel from Temple City. What's your favorite Christmas movie?
1: Yeah, it was going, um, that, that actually, that movie by Kirk Harris Saving Christmas. I watched it the other day, and it's actually a pretty good movie, explaining a lot of, you know, meeting behind Christmas. I thought it was a pretty good story.
2: Now, which one is this one?
1: It's, called, it's a Kirk Cameron one. Oh, it's a Kirk Cameron one. Christmas.
2: Yeah, yeah, Saving Christmas. And does it? Yeah, no. It gets into the uh, the Christmas, the actual Christmas story. I would imagine.
1: Yes, yes, but it's got a really good. like, basically, it's his his fa- family, his brother in law is having a just a hard time with Christmas. So it kind of the true meaning, the backstory, and it's actually pretty good. Yeah. It's it's a pretty good um, explanation. It's a good movie. I don't know. I
2: like it. All right. I'm glad that you that you like that. And you know yeah. what? Thanks for calling, uh, Mark. Uh, Daniel, sorry. Thanks for calling, Daniel. Yes, sir. Um, you know, it is. Um, there's all. There's so many movies out there, and I don't know what the rule is for Christmas movies because I I went to some list that somebody put together of the top 100 Christmas movies. There's a bunch of them on there. I thought oh, that doesn't have anything to do with Christmas, but uh, maybe I'm wrong. And they're all going to have something real. Uh, that is personal. And, of course, some of the movies actually do point to the actual Christmas story of Christ, and uh, that matters a lot, too. Uh, Mark in Simi Valley, welcome to Southern California Live.
1: Hi. um, My favorite Christmas movie would be The Ultimate Gift.
2: The Ultimate Gift. All right, tell us about that one.
1: The Ultimate Gift is about a a family. It's... um, Red Granger, I think he um, he's the dad, and he dies, and he's ultra wealthy, and um, all of his family um, is just looking for what's in it for them, mm. and um, and then there's this one youngest um, grandson that um, that is just an absolute rebel, and it's because. His dad was was killed in an accident and he yeah. blames the grandfather and blah 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 so anyways um, this kid is going so to get a get, portion of the
2: i gotta go to a the, break uh, mark so uh, real quick okay. the, the summary is uh, you get more out of life if you're able to give something away is that right
1: well he has to he has to just um, do all kinds of stuff to earn it and he um yeah gives gives himself basically. Mm. and um, and gains games, all this great relationship and, all right. and what have you. It's a great movie.
2: All right, The Ultimate Gift. Thank you, Mark. And, of course, with Christmas, Jesus came and gave everything of himself for us. So it inspires stories like that, whether or not that movie touches on Christ or not, I'm not sure. But that's the the inspiration of Christmas uh, is always there. i got to take a break. What's your favorite Christmas movie? 888-528-2557. You're listening to Southern California Live. We'll be back as the Wednesday edition continues. Stay tuned.
1: This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Join the conversation now by texting Scott in the SoCal Live studio at 213 537
3: 3812.
2: Look, Daddy, teacher says. Look, Daddy, teacher says. Every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings.
5: Say goodnight, Kevin. Goodnight, Kevin. It came without ribbons.
4: It came without tags. We came with our packages, boxes, or bags.
2: Now that is the Grinch, who is discovering that there's more to Christmas than uh, just the gifts and everything. Hope that you know that. What's your favorite Christmas movie? Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. Got a bunch of calls, so let's go through them here. Martha in Los Angeles. Welcome to Southern California Live. What's your favorite Christmas movie? Merry
4: Christmas,
2: Scott. Merry Christmas.
4: I have many, but I will share the bishop's wife if no one else has brought the it up. The Bishop's
2: wife, all right. Yes.
4: Yeah. And, and this is why. <laughs> <laughs> I just adore James Gleason. He plays the cab driver. This is uh the original movie was with Cary Grant, Maureen O'Hara, David Nibbon, I think Monty Woolley. Yeah. And James Gleason plays the cab driver and he goes ice skating with them. But there's this beautiful scene where David Niven goes to his old parish, this little church, and the pastor there wants to have the boys perform for him and sing, but there's just a couple of boys. And Cary Grant, the angel, encourages them, well, that's all right, just go ahead and start. And as the boys start singing one by one, each of the boys comes in, and they sing just so beautifully. It's such a, a touching hmm. scene. I get choked up every time.
2: All right, Martha. And then there's
4: a, a very brief lesson, if if I may. The maid gave David Niven a scarf for Christmas the previous year, but he never wears it. So Carrie Grant says, well, I'll wear it, and and then he'll appreciate it. So that's how the, the whole movie is. I see. It takes Someone else to get him to appreciate what it is
2: that he has. All right, Martha, i got to go to other calls, but uh, The Bishop's Wife, okay, 1947. You know, those old movies, they they have a way of getting their, their message across that's very different. I think they had a lot more, uh, I think, freedom to do that back then. Jim and Chino Hills, welcome to Southern California Live.
1: Hey, Scott, Merry Christmas. Merry I'm Christmas. bringing you another old, old one, 1949 it's a wonderful life with uh, Jimmy Stewart and Donna Reed. Um, one of the great movies, we never miss it watching it probably four or five times each holiday season. Uh, Jimmy Stewart plays George Bailey, uh, in the made up town of Bedford Falls, New York, and, uh, has all these dreams of aspiration of travel and right. becoming an architect. And, uh, as you can imagine, things happen and he selflessly gives up all of these things, all of these dreams for other people. And, uh, When he's extremely dejected uh, towards the end of the movie, (coughs) contemplating suicide, he's visited by an angel. The opportunity presents itself for him to see what his life would be like if he were never born.
2: Yeah, and that's
1: where the magic happens. It's it's a great movie.
2: If you're gonna watch an old one. Yeah, thank you, Jim. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you so much for your call on that, Jim. That's a great movie. It's a wonderful life. By the way, watch the uh, watch the black and white one. Don't watch the colorized one. You know, some people are into that. But the black and white. There's a scene in that movie where – they there's a close up that keeps happening on Jimmy Stewart. He's at the bar and he's drinking and he's so depressed he's getting suicidal. And this the camera kind of zooms in on him. But the story is, if you're into movie making, is they didn't zoom in on it. It was such a powerful scene and it moved everybody that the director I'm blanking on his name, famous director. Uh, uh, what is that guy's name? I'll remember it in a minute. He actually personally took the film and took each frame and brought in the camera one step-by-step on that frame and personally did that just to get a close-up. I thought the the scene from Jimmy Stewart was so great. Uh, Favorite Christmas movie, Eric and Covina, what's your favorite Christmas movie?
4: Well, I got lots of them, but uh, in particular right now that's uh, come up is the uh, Home Alone because of all these things that's going on uh, in L.A., this home invasion (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <thing going
2: on. laughs> Got to protect <laughs> your house, you know, uh. <laughs> you,
4: you know. This is my first time to get into your show since Frank Pastore, and I'm that's a very good Christmas gift for me.
2: Oh, well, thank you. Welcome to Southern California Live. I'm glad that you have, have called. Hey, uh, tell you what, first time uh, since, since Frank Pastore that you've called him.
4: Right, yeah. And, and you, you replaced him like he... Your breakfast so come alive the way your topics and all those things that you're talking on the radio. Oh, well. I'm really into your conversational piece.
2: Oh well, thank you, Eric. Thanks for listening to Southern California Live and uh, for calling in today. Don't wait another uh, many years. Give us a call uh, when you got something on your mind. All right. <laughs> Merry Christmas to you. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven is the number. What's your favorite Christmas movie? And got a couple minutes left. Chris in Pasadena. Welcome to Southern California Live.
3: Hi. Uh, yeah, my favorite uh, movie is uh, The Scrooge with the Muppets. And the reason I like that so much is, you know, about Ebenezer yeah. and Scrooge. Because uh, I had a, my best friend was exactly like Scrooge. Exactly. and I mean, in looks, everything. <laughs> that, was, and, that was your you best know, friend? Well, you know, I'm Christian, and I, I did bring him over to the Lord. But he never, the thing is, he never changed his ways. That's a sad thing. In, in Scrooge and the Muppets, at least he changed his ways after, you know, he had the ghosts from Christmas come and show him and show him, you know, when he was a little boy and he was all by himself and on and on it goes, right? But it's really beautiful because there is there is a message there. And he I wanted to show him this movie. <laughs> so bad, and maybe he would have changed his ways, but he never did. Well, there, but I think there's
2: a, there's a message there. There is a message there. Alright, uh, Chris, thanks for calling Southern California Life. Scrooge does change his ways, and it's very beautiful. That's number two for the Muppet Christmas Carol. So the Muppet Christmas Carol is in the lead for a favorite Christmas movie, 888-528-2557. What's your favorite Christmas movie? 888-528-2557. You know, when we get saved, Uh, You know, eventually our life should change somewhere. So hopefully your friend, uh, if they know the Lord, there's some change somewhere. You know, they light the fire, they give you a raise, they go buy the turkey in the window, they do something uh, that indicates God is changing them. And uh, maybe they don't want to see the Muppet version. Maybe you should give them the book. The book has, uh, I don't think it's Christian necessarily, but it's got a good message to it. 888-528-2557. Jeff in Long Beach, welcome to Southern California Live.
1: Hey, I think bank, uh, Frank Capper's. You're missing directly. Yep, I for, figured that uh, out so. a
2: minute ago. I almost shouted Frank Capper in the middle of one of our calls a second ago, and and I didn't. So you're hey, right.
1: Back in the days, back in the days, they used to have an ABC after school special, and there was a movie that was called The Gathering, and it starred Ed Asner and Veronica Hamill, and it was about this man who finds out he has cancer. And he tries to reacquaint himself with, a, with his. <laughs> all those, daughter. all those happy
2: <laughs> ABC after-school special movies.
1: I, exactly, but this one's got a good ending, and, and you kind of cry when you see it. And uh, so that would be my favorite one for the holidays that I think nobody else would request.
2: You're probably right. All right, Jeff, but I, you know it has a memory though for you, right? There's some connection that you've got. Uh, yes, yeah, sure does. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank you, Jeff, for calling Southern California Live. Uh, you know what? The uh, Christmas movies. I don't know. Is there another genre? There's like one Thanksgiving movie that I can think of. It's planes, trains, and automobiles. You could make that a Christmas movie, I guess, but it's really a Thanksgiving movie. Um, White Christmas. A lot of them are old movies, right? That we keep watching. That somehow stay in the vernacular. White Christmas is a little harder. My boys don't get into it, but we we usually would watch that while while decorating the tree. And when I say decorating the tree, it's usually my wife and boys decorating the tree. I'll hang a couple of things, but. Uh, until recently, we got one of those trees that already has the lights built into it. And that was important for us to already have the lights into it. Because when I put lights on a tree, um, I become a different person trying to struggle to get lights on a Christmas tree. I sin a lot while I do that, to be perfectly honest. And uh, so we stopped doing that. And it works a lot better. So now we, uh, I sit on the couch. I hang a couple of ornaments. We watch uh, White Christmas. And uh, and uh, it's a it's a great old movie. You know, whatever it is when you're watching a movie, and uh, maybe it's about Christmas, but not really about the real Christmas story. A good exercise, I think, to do is to look at it and go, well, maybe how is the real Christmas story inspired this film? What is it that is behind it? Uh, be careful about the, you know, the theology about angels earning their wings and things like that. There's, no, there's nothing in the Bible about that. There's nothing that says when a Bell rings, an angel earns his wings. There's there's nothing like that on there. But, you know, you, you filter through that out and you can really have a good message about uh, the type of people that we should be who follow Jesus ultimately and often what is inspired. But make sure that whatever you do, that you get into the Word of God. For the Christmas story, there's great Christmas stories like the, the Dickens book, A Christmas Carol. I think you, it's a great book to read. It's a great book to read as a family. It's funny. It's entertaining. Uh, you can watch the movies, and you can go see how close they are to the book. I think that's something fun that we can we do now with our boys. But at the end of the day, the Christmas story, you're going to find it in Matthew, uh, first couple of chapters of Matthew and first couple of chapters of the book of Luke and make sure you know what the scriptures actually say in those stories. We'll talk about that a little bit later on this week. Hey, if you miss an hour of our program, you get the podcast at the radio website, website, and as look for Southern California Live in the program guide, or go to Spotify and subscribe right there, and you can always get the uh, this program. Share it with your friends. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm Scott Furrow. We'll be back tomorrow on Southern California Live from 3 to 5. God bless you. Have a great night.